Takes the tackler into the end zone. He catches it in stride and scores. This is This Week in the Mountain West. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Mountain West Conference champions. Hi, this is Greg Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West, and you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. On the Mountain West Radio Network. Welcome into the Week 8 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. Five games in conference in Week 7. Boise State and Wyoming both on buys, sitting atop the Mountain Division at 3-0 and 2-1 and respectively in conference. But Utah State joins in the fun with a 17-13 road win at Colorado State to go to 2-1 in Mountain West play, while Air Force grabs conference win number two with a convincing 42-7 win at UNLV that saw Brad Roberts rush for 144 yards and four touchdowns, so four teams with at least two wins in conference in the mountain over in the west division fresno state gets their first conference win and maintains possession of the valley trophy with a 17 10 home win over san jose state dealing the spartans their first mountain west loss while the hawaii rainbow warriors get their first mountain west win of the season 31 16 over nevada last saturday at the clarence tc ching complex the rainbow warriors getting it done with their best rushing effort of the season and a dominant defensive performance to improve to two and five on the year next up a road dated colorado state this saturday we're pleased to bring you an extended conversation this week with first year hawaii head coach timmy chang Coach, the run game racking up 223 yards, the defense holding Nevada to all of 277 total yards. What was it like to watch your team put it together like that for their most complete performance of the season? Uh, you know, it was good. It was nowhere perfect, but it's a start. You know, it's a, it, it's them tasting success, tasting victory, and, and really kind of just putting it together through the week. I thought they had a great week of practice and a great week of preparation. I thought that's where it started, and and they gave themselves a chance to compete and do well on Saturday. And, and if they can continue to stack good days on top of each other, uh, you know, I, I look forward to watching them play and growing every week. And so it was, it was good. Your offense scoring 31 points in that game. We talked about how good the run game was. Braden Shager was was consistent and efficient in that game. What has been the focus in practice, and what has been the focus with the playbook that has helped this offense evolve to this point of the season? Settling on on Braden was 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 kind of key. You know, giving him the reps, giving him an opportunity to uh, um, just kind of take over the offense, take the reins. You know, that was kind of step one. Um, you know, Coach Shoemaker and myself uh, collaborated and, and came up with, you know, a system that I think we both can hang our hats on and, and be like, hey, we're going to get what we want out of out of putting teams and, and defenses in, in stress, whether it's, you know, vertical passing game, you know, mid-game, running between the gaps, finding the best solution every week on how to put stress on defenses. But more, I think more importantly, Really getting good at, at at really fundamentals and getting our kids' football IQ really up um, really helps. I have a saying, man. It's not what it's not what we know as coaches. It's what our players know. And so, getting them to be smarter, getting them around us more during the days, um, just kind of you know, just just talking football and and just understanding the why and what we do things, you know, has, has really helped us. Um, and and the guys getting really good understanding how to block on the perimeter understanding how to block in the gaps, understanding how to catch the ball. We catch the ball a certain way. Um, you know, we read coverages. You know, we, we, do, we do a lot of 
we do a lot of um, very technical and detailed things during the week, and, and, and I think that's, that's helped us. In the run game, Diedrich Parsons showed out his best game of the season against Nevada, 136 on the ground, three touchdowns. He's now up to 10 rushing touchdowns this season. That's second only to Brad Roberts of Air Force here in the Mountain West. It's not something every back has, so what is it about Parson? He just has that nose for the goal line. Yeah, he does, you know, and and he and and, and Diedrich's a good running back and and he's got his he's, he's got his opportunity now as him being the senior, the veteran and we want him to do well. He runs behind, and he'll tell you this. He runs behind a good offensive line. You know, we got, we got, we have, we've had four seniors on the offensive line um, that are steady. You know, they're battle tested, um, savvy, and 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 they were the hardest workers. As I, you know, inherited this team in spring, they were the hardest workers on the field. And 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 Dietrich, you know, runs behind a a really good old line, but also Dietrich works really hard and. He deserves all the all the success that he's having right now. Let's talk about your defense. It's now two weeks in a row you've held an opponent to fewer than 100 rushing yards, and then John Tuitupo made the play of the game with the strip sack on Nate Cox in the fourth quarter. That pretty much sealed the win over Nevada. What have you seen as far as improvement from that side of the football? You know, they're starting to play downhill. They're, they're, they're starting to tackle really well. You know, really, really basic, simple, detailed things that they're, they're getting better at, you know, recognizing – uh, you know, runs and passes, and uh, doing their job, their assignment, be accountable for what their one eleventh is. But you know, Hawaii defense has always been downhill, physical, flying around, gang tackling, making sure guys are on the ball, trying to get strips, trying to get interceptions, those type of things. And so they're they're starting to do that. And 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 really, we we face some opponents these last two weeks that you know are, are really run tested and and really. Really good programs that Hainer had on running the football, as well as playing good defense and good special teams, and so um, they've done a they've done a great job of just getting into the basis of tackling and being downhill. You get that win over Nevada, thirty-one to sixteen. You spent five seasons in Reno as an assistant coach. You know so many of those players and so many people on that staff around the Nevada program. Obviously, a lot of things are different, but what was it like to coach that game to see so many friendly faces? It was great to see the guys, um, you know, the relationships that we've built in the past, um, you know, recruiting those guys, sitting in their homes, uh, going to battle with them. Um, you know, my family, you know, loves Reno, loves the city, loves the community, loves the university, loves that program. And, you know, it, it was it was good to see everybody. That staff, you know, with Ken Wilson, you know, you know Ken's, Ken's a really good guy. He's one of the best ones in the business, you know, and he has a really good staff. And so, Getting to see all the people behind the scenes again, and and shaking their hands and hugging them and and telling them I miss them. Um, it, it was it was really it was really nice. And um, you know, but it's always tough to play people that you know and you're really close to. You know, I, I felt the same way when when I was at Nevada playing the University of Hawaii. It was it was a tough circle on the schedule, but you know, for three hours and four hours, you know, we went to battle and battled against each other and. We've had some really good battles, and and this is this is a really good battle that we've had. And I know it's going to be tough when we go over there next year. Along those lines, one of the things I always love to learn about on this show is all the relationships in the college football fraternity, and especially here in the Mountain West. Tell me about your relationship with Anthony Arsenault, which, if I've heard correctly, not only does he have your old job as the wide receivers coach at Nevada, but he now lives in your old house. Yeah. Me and Anthony go back to to sixth grade and seventh grade 
um, classmates at um, at the at St. Louis High School, and we've known each other, and we, and our families known each other. We grew up with each other. You know, he went to University of Utah. I stayed home at the University of Hawaii. Uh, we ended up after our college careers. We ended up playing together, spending a lot of time together. We we've known each other forever, and then we got into the profession together. You know, I went a certain way. He came up another way. You know, our families have been connected. His kids are, his three kids are around around my kids' ages. We take family trips all together. I mean, it, it is literally he is one of my best friends in this world, and um, and a brother. Um, but you know, when 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 all the shakeup happened, um, you know, coaches, you know, you know, Coach Ken Wilson and Coach Sage were, were looking for a good receiver coach, and and here comes you know Anthony's at uh at UC Davis at the time, and you know it's it's. You know, through the grapevine, you know, you throw in, you throw in, you know, uh, a friend's name, and you tell him how good of a coach he is, and and he's a, he's even a better person, and he ends up knocking the the interview out of the park, and they want to hire him, and so I'm I'm moving out of my place, and I'm like, hey, you can stay, you can you can you, this would be the best place I think for you and your family, and I love the community, and I love our neighborhood, and and so he's actually came, he's actually him and his family actually came up. And spent, um, you know, multiple different times, and and stayed with us in the house as as we're vacationing together, or spent some time in the summer or downtime that we've had together. But um, but it's it, it's it's a small it's a small fraternity, a small circle, and he coaches the same room that I just coached last year, um, and and he's going to do a hell of a job uh, for for the uh, this, uh, the city of uh, Reno and that program. It's a great story right there. We're talking to Timmy Chang, the head coach at the University of Hawaii. All right, Coach, it's the hashtag. It's on the logo. It's everything that you have brought to Hawaii since you were named the head coach. So tell the the uninitiated, and please excuse my atrocious mainland pronunciation, but what is the brotherhood and what does it mean? Yeah, the brotherhood. It's, it's, it's a brotherhood, but it's, a, it's the Hawaiian version, right? It's the brotherhood. And um, it, it was great because I didn't come up with it. It the the players, you know, and and the department, the athletic department, you know, rallied behind each other as as you know things were happening over here before I got here um, to just kind of rally together, bring themselves together, and 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 that was nice. And and when they then when when I heard the tag, um, you know, I was like, yeah, who. Who made this? And and it, it was the it was the guys. It was guys on the team as well as our department here. And and because of that, it stuck. And so what it what it does is it symbolizes our togetherness. You know, it symbolizes our unity, um, our love for each other, our family. What we call Ohana, and uh, and that's what it's about. You know, football. You know, I, I had a great coach in June Jones who coached me here, and he's a legendary coach, most winning coach in in Hawaii UH uh, UH football history. And you know, he based his coaching philosophy out of love. You know, he taught us how to love each other first, and then everything else would come along—the X's and O's, the details, the fundamentals, all those things. And so, that's one of my base principles: is the coach out of love and the brotherhood symbolizes that you know um one of our players just lost their mom you know um peter manuma and and really you know the the outcry and the the love that his teammates and his and our staff had for him as he started played had meaningful plays over and over and over in this game 
while his mother had just passed this past week. You know, and I asked Peter, hey, man, you don't, you know, you, you sure you want to play? You can take this time off. And he's like, no, I need to be with my, my guys. I need to be with my team. I need to be with my brothers. And and that meant something that he can say that, hey, those guys helped me through a hard time. And that's why I'm here for them. And so, you know, these empowering moments, um, you know, it's, it's, that's what it's about. It's about the relationships, you know. And these guys in the locker room are starting to get it. Um, and, and, and I tell them this, I mean, it's not just about the love that they have for each other. I said, if you guys want to win games, it's about the details. And so I would tell them that, yeah, I know you guys love each other, but show me you love me by caring about coming in and doing the extra, coming in and sacrificing, coming in and making sure you know what you're doing and you're accountable for what you're doing on and off the field. And, and, and getting it right and, and they're starting to understand that a little bit and that, that's what's that's what's good about the brotherhood who we are. More with Timmy Chang after this on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Ken Wilson, head coach of Nevada Wolfpack. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Timmy Chang, head coach of the University of Hawaii football team. Welcome back to this week in the Mountain West. Continuing our conversation with Hawaii head coach Timmy Chang as the Rainbow Warriors get set to go on the road to Colorado State this Saturday. All right, Timmy, you are a Hawaii football legend. You're the leading passer in the history of the program by yardage, number two in NCAA history. Look, not everyone always wants to go home and coach at their alma mater. They don't want that pressure. Why did you want this job as the head coach at Hawaii? Yeah, you know, it's... um. You know, this profession to be a one of 130 head coaches in in the country. You know, these jobs are coveted. You know, I got into coaching, you know, what 12 years ago, and you know, I, I couldn't get a phone call. You know, I couldn't get a phone call back. I couldn't get an email back. And I realized right away, you know, I had I had some knowledge about the game. I I, I knew how to throw the ball. I knew I knew some, some specific details that I knew would help me in coaching, but. You know that that wasn't enough, and 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 Jim Jones took a took a shot at me in the coaching profession, and I look back at it, at it now, and and I told my wife when we were going on this journey and we first started, I was like, hey, I don't know where our journey is going to take us, but you know, all I know is that you know I know how to work hard, I know I have a, a skill set that 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 not, not many others know, and you know I I know I can I know I can coach, I know I have something to give, I can relate to players. I can, you know, I can lead, I can build something. And, you know, I just wanted to start and get into the profession. And, and June gave me that opportunity at SMU, you know, became a coordinator at Jackson State, uh, became coordinator at D3 at Emory and Henry, which I loved and got married to my wife there. And I spent five years with Jay, you know, and, and, and had a lot of coaching growth there under him. Um, and then now uh, being the head coach, um, you don't turn down these opportunities, and 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 you know, I think Jay said it best. You know, not everybody doesn't get opportunities. We guys like guys like me and guys like him. He would say, you know, we don't get opportunities. We don't sometimes you don't get opportunities like this. And so when the opportunity came, and it came at my alma mater, and where I grew up in the place that I represent, it was a no brainer. You know, this is this is a dream job for me. Um, you know, it's, I, I look and I and I told the committee I, I want to be here as long as they want me here, and I'm here to do the job um, that they that they tasked me to do. Uh, you know, uh, under the circumstances, yeah, it wasn't probably the easiest job, but 
um, <laughs> Jay would say this, and he reminded me of this. It's like, hey, if if, if it wasn't e- if it if it was if it was easy, everybody would take it, mm-hmm. you know. But this one wasn't easy, you know. The the job that he took at Colorado State wasn't easy, also, you know. The the job that Ken Wilson took that's not an easy one, also. But you know, for guys like us, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find a way, you know. We're gonna be resilient, um, and, and the opportunity the opportunity that I got. Um, I'm very grateful for, grateful. And now it's it's about work, it's about problem solving, and it's about having a great attitude and, and getting getting your kids and your staff to buy into what you see, your beliefs, your vision, and um, and then making it all happen. And I can tell you embrace it. Something that you said, it was really cool in the locker room the other day. You were talking about how there may only be 9,000 people at the Clarence T.C. Ching Complex, but millions of people are watching when Hawaii kicks off at 6 p.m. local time, which is absolutely true, by the way. That's that's 10 p.m. in Denver on a Saturday night, and you better believe, Coach, I still want to watch more football. You guys have an almost cult following across the country as a result of the time difference. And yep. it feels like another thing to love about Hawaii football, that you and your staff are all about embracing everything that makes this program unique. No doubt. And, and we are different. You know, this place is different. And, and you know, it's a, it has a deep-rooted history of, of proud people that live here. You know, we're, you know, we're Americans. You know, we're, we're, we're in, it, we're, we embrace the American culture as well. But it's, but it's, but it's so isolated, you know. And and people can look at it as a as a curse, but I look at it as a gift and an opportunity. And I know this firsthand that there are a lot of people. As I got into coaching, and I'm recruiting these areas, I'm recruiting, you know, Mississippi, Alabama. I'm recruiting Charlotte. I'm recruiting Virginia. I'm recruiting all across the country. You know, people know that I was a quarterback at the university. Because we're the last game in the country every single weekend. And, and I can't wait to play at 6 o'clock. I really can't. Because I know that there's going to be people that want to watch us play. And they want to see the product. And they want to see, they want to see this program. They want to see football. You know, football is, is such a great sport. You know, I, I know people, you know, after the Super Bowl, people feel a type of way about, well, what's next? You know, football season is done. And then you get that whole buzz again coming back in August. You know, with preseason game and 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 talk about mini camp and all or training camp and all these things and and there's a buzz about football. It's just that feeling that togetherness, families get together. You know, the tailgating and all that. The the community, the state, it's so big. But Hawaii is such a great selling point across the country. And you know, I tell them, man, you're. You know, in New York City, they're going to be playing you in, in, in a bar. You know, in Florida, in Miami, South Beach, they'll play in L.A. They're going to play you. If you're flying over, you know, you're flying in at, at, at late at night and you got one of them late-night fights, you know, the game's on. And, and it's the University of Hawaii at 6 o'clock at six o'clock Hawaii time, you know, 12 o'clock, you know, East Coast time, 9 o'clock Pacific, and every any which way through. And, and you're the only show in town, and, and that's, what I love about this university, this program, and, um, and and what we want to do here. All right. Well, this Saturday, and we're talking to Hawaii head coach Timmy Chang, you're going a lot earlier, and you're going up against your old boss. You mentioned him before, Jay Norvell at Colorado State. So, Timmy, you were even briefly on that coaching staff at CSU this year. And 
it goes to show that life has all kinds of twists and turns. Now you'll be coaching at Canvas Stadium, only on a different sideline. What did you take away from working for Coach Norvell these last several years at Nevada and then even going with him for a brief stint there at Colorado State? Yeah, you know, I'll rewind back to um, Coach, you know, getting me from Emory and Henry. Um, you know, I just got married uh, on, in a December 16th, and and I had my reception at my head coach's house, Coach Kurt Newsom. My my honeymoon was on December 17th in Reno, getting interviewed to to join Coach Norvell's staff, and I, I'm I'm forever grateful, forever grateful for him and his family and his wife Kim. Um, you know, it was a, it was a rebuild there where you know the first year we went three and nine and and we had to figure it out and and, and going through the process with him. Um, you know, it, it opened my eyes. It, 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 got, it really got me prepared to do this job right now because of it. And, and there's a lot of similarities in what we do, you know, off the field as well as on the field, you know, learning what works, what doesn't work, um, how you want your program to be, how you want your kids to be, how you want them to act. And everything evolves around our players and our kids. And so, you know, Jay has taught me unbelievable and valuable lessons, you know, in those five years that that I, I cherish and I thank I'm very thankful for for him and and he's a lifelong friend and mentor to me um and so I can't wait to see him you know give him a big hug and 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 the way I know he's preparing his team and he gets them ready and he knows I'm I'm going to be prepared and trying to get my guys ready and so for for three and a half to four hours you know we'll go at it and not just him you know Matt Mummy you know Billy Best Chad Savage you know, a whole bunch of support staff guys, you know, his, his strength and conditioning coach, Jordan Simmons. I mean, the, the list goes on from the guys that he's brought that I've been there with for a long time, you know, um, helped build the, the, the Nevada program, was about getting ready to help build the Colorado State program, and, and this opportunity came up. And, and Jay was one of the, you know, the, the, the first people, you know, calling, you know, our athletic director, Dave Matlin, and telling them about me and pushing me to get this job. And again, like I can't say how grateful I am for Jay um, and, and his wife, Kim, and, and, and the whole family of Jaden. And so um, very grateful, very grateful, very loving, very respectful. And, and you can imagine it just coming from a division three job to going to Nevada. You know, I spent time in uh, inside receivers room, tight end room for three years. And then the receivers room the last year and, and, and try to help him in every facet that I could. And he taught me how to be a coach, you know. He's one of the guys that taught me how, as, as well as some other mentors like June and, and Kurt Newsom. But um, he really, really helped, and, um, and, and, and I love him for that. Colorado State will host Hawaii coming up on Saturday at 2 o'clock. The Rainbow Warriors going in at 2-5 and five off a big win at home over Nevada. CSU going in at 1-5 and five kickoff again. Uh, 2 o'clock Mountain Time. That is 10 a.m. there back in Hawaii. Head coach Timmy Chang in his first season as the head coach at the University of Hawaii. Coach, thank you so much for the time. You were so generous. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Good luck this week and the rest of the season. Season. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate you for having me. You have a good one. We'll preview the entire Week 8 schedule next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jay Norvell, head football coach of Colorado State University. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. 
This is Marcus Arroyo, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. Welcome back to this week in the Mountain West. A big-time week eight on tap here in the Mountain West. Seven games Saturday, five of them conference matchups, and all 12 teams in action. Let's get it rolling Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time. UNLV has dropped two in a row, but look to bounce back on the road at 3-3 three and three Notre Dame. Watch that game on Peacock. Timmy Chang's Hawaii Rainbow Warriors visit Fort Collins to take on Jay Norvell's Colorado State Rams with kickoff at 2 p.m. Mountain. That's 10 a.m. Hawaii time on Spectrum Sports and the Team One Sports app. San Jose State hoping to get back in the W column in a non-conference showdown at New Mexico State at 3 p.m. Pacific on Flow Sports. Mountain West teams just 1-2 and two against the Aggies this season. Fresno State with a chance to keep climbing in the West Division standings as Jeff Tedford and the Bulldogs visit New Mexico with kickoff at 4.30 Mountain, 3.30 Pacific Saturday afternoon on FS2. Two massive games Saturday evening in the Mountain Division that will go a long way in determining who will be in the Mountain West Championship game December 3rd. First, Boise State at Air Force at 5 p.m. Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network. Broncos unbeaten in conference. The Falcons badly needing this one to improve their tiebreak position. Then at 745 Mountain on FS2, Utah State at Wyoming in a game that could see Laramie temperatures dipping into the 30s. And finally, we wrap it up Saturday night with San Diego State at Nevada at 730 Pacific on CBS Sports Network. Aztecs coming off a bye while Nevada still seeking win number one in conference. And that will do it for the Week 8 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host. Nate Crackman. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here on This Week in the Mountain West.